everyone. Welcome to The Funnel, an experience-driven commerce podcast. I'm Shannon Abel, Senior Media Marketing Specialist at Blue Acorn ICI and host. Each episode, I interview customer experience experts to discuss the latest trends and topics that matter most to brand and retail professionals. Today, we have with us Naveen Kumar. He's the Principal Consultant Digital Marketing at Infosys. And today we're going to be talking about the value of customer data platforms. Um, but before we hop in, Naveen, do you mind just giving us a brief background on yourself? Hey, thanks, Shannon. Good morning, good afternoon, all. So my name is Naveen. Um, uh, I've been on the digital marketing space since 2006. Um, started my career with Deloitte Consulting and moved all the way up towards a um, bunch of other companies finally landing up at Infosys. Um, during the transformation uh, of myself as well as what I've seen within the digital marketing space, I've been helping and enabling Fortune Finder clients across the globe, whether it is Taiwan, Singapore, Malaysia, Canada, Hong Kong, New Zealand, across various digital marketing spectrums, um, whether it is including the customer experience, direct, which is your website, all the non-direct experience, which is data-driven digital marketing. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Um, before we hop in, can you just tell us a little bit about what a customer data platform is? Sure. So let us understand the term customer data platform. Uh, if, we, if we can break it down into two parts, it'll be easy to comprehend. By the definition, customer data platform, if you look at it, it doesn't talk about experience, but experience being the middle and center of the data in itself. The customer data platform provides two contexts. One is what is the data that I have? What is the experience that the customers are experiencing it? How can I gain a middle ground with the platform by which you can collate data from all the sources that the customers interact, whether your web channel, whether your you know, uh, indirect behavioral channels that you're going to make a purchase on a credit card or you go to a particular locations. And about the experiences that you have, like are you interacting really profoundly as the organization expects you to interact? And then trying to find out the middle ground, where is the best venues by which I can reach out to you? What is the best communication that I can provide you? Keeping in mind that all of us are in a different journeys of our life cycle. Person A need not be appearing to purchase a product in the same journey as a person B. So how do I identify and differentiate? What data are important for you compared to me? What is information that I can provide from an organization that is more relevant for you compared to me? Is there a different journeys that I can optimize for both of us? Help convert the lead towards a product purchase. The CDP as a platform provides those agnostic view in a sense that it identifies who you are. It provides you a data point of different journeys that you undertake. It provides insights uh, of drop downs. It provides insights of higher conversions. It provides in, in, insights of influences, uh, non-direct influences. If I'm just going to study about customer A and customer B, I confine to certain degree of influence that I get out of you. But what if, if I put a mix? What if, if I put a mix of, is there a snowstorm to next month? Is there a cyclone next month? 
now the entire paradigm of marketing effort for you and me is going to change completely then the probable issues of the you know the online uh, behavior which i don't even have a clue what if if i put that into the mix and now i take a holistic view oh this customer a has all these influences he can get disturbed customer b has all these influences that can disturb then what is the common and the most minimal approach that i can take that the customer data platform provides and it's a little lengthy explanation but in some sort it the product cdp needs to be well understood for simple reason that it provides a whole gamut of features not just getting the data but a mix of data and experience by itself right and i think a common question i hear a lot is if a cdp replaces a crm or if they're two separate if they have two separate functions so can you go into that a little bit it's a very good question chanan thanks for asking for most of our customers who had already invested on the crm this is a common question that we get and the short answer is this it is going to complement uh, the cdp is going to complement and what i mean by that is crm traditionally and even now for that matter holds the profile information that user registers like you go and buy a vehicle and you provide all the informations that you have your age your demographic information your partner information and whatever that the customer is willing to provide everything is stored but as it is the case the crm is very static data it doesn't move with the journeys that you move now two days from now you have a different journeys altogether i mean let's say you happen to see a cycle rack on the website now that data is independent by itself it is a transactional data it has its life cycle but your crm data has a lot longer life cycle but what if if i can using the cdp pull the crm data as well as the transactional data by which i understand you're looking for a cycle rack and then combine that to say oh this customer purchased a car from me and he is looking for a bike now i can offer an accessory how about sending him or her an email or an sms or when they visit for a next appointment inquiring them yes we lost you for a cycle rack as necessary is there something else that i can do that conversation or a communication thereafter can only be complemented by having crm data in addition to the transactional data that can be fed into cdp now the other common question that we get hey for that why should i have a cdp can i use those transactional data and then inject into crm well the short answer is you can but you're not going to get the best out of it because crm as i was mentioning is static in nature cdp on the other hand traverses along the journeys that the customer takes so at any given point of time you can pull in the crm you can pull in the transactional data and you get an augmented present real time view of the customer at that instance great so just oversimplify if i may whether i'm a customer service rep or say a marketing manager i can go into this you know unified customer profile within the cdp and see that they've made purchases online or if they be purchases in a brick and mortar store it will all be there in real time absolutely yes you hit it on the head yes So we've started touching on this but what are some of the common business problems that a CDP solves? It's a very good question. Now, what common problems a CDP solve um is there are four problem areas which essentially is both inward looking as well as outward looking. Uh what I mean by that is 
it looks at one what is the most optimal experience that the customers at this point of time can be offered with all the capabilities that an organization has that's the first problem right now it is generic non personalized to some degree segmented either based upon region but with the cdp now you're looking at more specific hyper personalized communication second it is going to provide a real time data insight on the customer behavior as it happens it's extremely useful for marketing team well if a marketing team wants to launch or test something the current state says you why don't you do an ab testing there is a cycle time towards communicating that and you get a feedback loop and then the marketing team looks into that with the cdp the the paradigm completely changes where you have the real time customer information that is flowing in the marketing team can adopt and try some ab testings see the real time test data prototype that they wanted to do real time get a real time feedback change or modify the experiences that they wanted to introduce to the market across different channels and that brings a third one the third important problem that cdp addresses is it addresses a unified communication or an omni channel unified communication across all platforms now when i say all, all platforms these includes the one that you see on the digital dashboards right across to the kiosk to your call center to your you know ip tvs let alone your regular web and mobile and email distribution channels it provides as a user can i have a consistent relevant message a point in use case here is if a person like say happens to click on an auto loan in a bank the typical sense is hey he clicked on an auto loan and i should be sending him an email that says this is auto loan that is best suited now that is with the current state but at the cdp in question the answer that it solves is hey he may have clicked the auto loan but if we look at it his insurance from the crm data says he is going to expire in the next 3 4 days now therefore the choice is between do we have to send him a communication about auto loan or about the insurance renewal that he is still not renewed at that point of time it provides a ranking and says which is most suited content or information that is for him and it provides a consistent information across all the channels where it also helps is point number 4 on the same line it provides a detailed view of a customer at any given point of time not to be misled by just one source of data but when you have multiple sources of data each of it provides its own unique insights cdp builds on it and provides a propensity ranking by which it says this customer right now is aptly suited for a home insurance renewal rather than an auto loan that is applying so in summary first it provides a holistic unified experience then it provides a consistent communications across all channels then it provides a deeper insights for the marketing team to get an understanding of app profile across its different journey and touch points I can only imagine the cost savings and time savings a company has when they can fully utilize a CDP and just no no longer having the data silos and everything like that. Yes, it's another critical point that we keep on hearing quite often is what is the cost advantage vis-a-vis not having one. And in a it's a you know a couple of days ago we are having the same conversation with one of our pharmaceutical customer. who was having this question what is it in for me 
I understand all these benefits. I get it. But is it is it really going to justify the investments that I am making? Well, the cost itself is CDP for the matter is an upfront cost is going to be quite expensive. It is understood because you're going to have a data lake, you're going to have uh, modeling platforms. The upfront cost is exp expensive. I'm not sure if I can quote the numbers, but it varies based upon different service providers in the market, but the upfront cost certainly is high. The flip side is when you don't have a CDP right now, what is that that you're going to lose three years from now compared to your competitors? How have your competitors would have fared three years from now when you don't have the CDP platform? Can you now justify then that you're not investing on CDP now is of any use when you look back after three years by saying, oh, we should have done that. So that's a critical question. So the CEOs and CTOs now are looking at, well, if that is a very critical question and if my peers are actually way ahead of the curve, I might as well do that. So in a sense, the cost is high, but the rewards of that as a tangible, realizable benefits in three years outweighs the investment that they're making. Right, and especially once we enter or once you know, we're in a cookie-less world. I know Google pushed it back, I think, again, to 2022 or 2023. But um, I feel like at that point, a CDP will really be necessary because you can't rely on that third-party data anymore. Uh, it's a fantastic question that you asked, and it's right on target. And you wouldn't believe there are organizations that are Fortune 500 and top 10 companies in, in U.S. Who, who has already cognitively build, building the CDP platforms, keeping the cookie-less world about one and a half years ago, they have established the platforms way ahead of the curve. And you're right, you know, I'm mean, talking about one and a half years ago, these organizations have been asking us, how can we build our organization ready for a cookie-less world? We don't want to be a mercies of cookie, but how can we build that? And CDP by definition provides those extensions that when uh, it provides the identifiable IDs that the cookie-less world is going to lead us towards. And, and the other flip side, which is not quite well spoken about the CDP is, now there are multiple sets of ID providers, whether it is from the digital marketing or the ad marketing or the ad tech space, like LiveRamp or you know even the Snowflake IDs and Trade Desk IDs and all these IDs, right? I mean they are in some sense can be imported into the CDP platforms and it would just work fine. And, th and the reason being CDP's underlying capability is as I was mentioning earlier, is profile unification. You throw as many unstructured and structured data. It doesn't need to be cookie, but as long as it is having some referential IDs, it should be able to stitch by itself and provide the holistic view. And Believe you and me, like some of the organizations are way behind and now looking at CDP as a single alternative towards the cookie-less world. And we started touching on this, but is a CDP, CDP platform right for every company? That's another very, very good question. Uh, most of this <laughs> comes back to, and as an organization, we have what is called, for the CDP at large, we have what is called fast enablement framework and the first step, guess what is called the CSR, which is current state readiness. Now there are multiple steps after that, but before you invest, that particular current state readiness is absolutely important. And we have detailed set of questionnaires to run through across people, process, technology, 
and platforms that they have to short answer not everybody uh, not every organization would be ready for the cdp they need to have some transformations in place at both people process technology integrations they should be able to assess themselves that yes we are we are now able to plunge into taking the cdp not just by the cost but because amount of investment that this of the teams have to invest so it is not suitable for all it is suitable for organizations who are ready to take a plunge who is looking at 3 to 4 years from now and say oh i'm going to bet on this investment because now the consumer experience is going to change i'm going to provide insights to the marketing organizations which they never have and it able to make them adopt to current realities rather than data that is couple of months old for them to change and it have the supply chain ready in place for quick delivery of actions that i'm getting out of the insights from customer behavior so there is a csr toolkit that we provide which assesses are they ready it takes time for them to really assess but we are as a framework and i know with the framework we actually help them navigate the entire journey and so once a company decides that they are ready to implement a cdp how should they choose the right platform for their business needs yeah that's a very very tricky question and uh, <laughs> so we happen to whenever we happen to discuss with customers and every now and then as an sa partner we ourselves are thrown uh, with some random organizations doing the cdp platform so there are about last count we had about 400 plus odd cdp organizations so that that brings us the topic so therefore we have another framework called i fit which means the we have about uh, 260 odd questions across all possible avenues within the organization where we go ahead and ask the questions to individual team members and evaluate what the current capabilities are and then we do a mapping of the organis- uh, mapping of the cdp organizations and say this is the best fit so in some sense there are the marquee logos that gartner and forrester provides in some sense there are cdps which is very very specific so like say for example you have a specific retail use case or if you have a specific healthcare use use case or whether you have a specific b2b use case and there are certain instances where cdps feature itself they want to get completely limited so based upon what your appetite for change then the appetite for your organizations and the leadership vision or uh, you know by which you can trickle down and say i need participation everybody and based on some of the other parameters that we have as part of the ifit we then come up with a recommended approach and then in in fact we partner with those organizations and then help uh, you know maneuver the entire legal process entire uh, contractual process uh, leave the headache to us we will take care of it and then we will give the fan, you know the the recommended partner to you as an organization so you don't need to worry about all these things what functions within an organization do you recommend be part of this process because i know cdps are a very powerful marketing tool but it's obviously a very technical implementation so who all needs to be involved in that process very very good question not many of uh, the organizations indeed have asked and you had asked upon a very important question so a cdp requires five uh, sets of folks uh, from the organization the first one as in the process you would have the the vendor management team the it leadership team who would have to look at what features of the cdp am i going to get and how am i am i going to work on the contract what is the cloud provisioning so that's a first set of team the it vendor team the it leadership team 
once that is done, once the CDP platform is is vetted and and finalized, now we have four member team. Now the four uh, group of teams include one is marketing team, the core marketing team who will provide the broad use case and vision. The second team is actually in in some sense the existing data platform team, whether it is a team that currently undertakes the maintenance of CRM, data mart, data lake, data warehouse, those team who have current custodian of the data that the organization holds. They understand that this data is now going to get into a CDP platform. But that brings a third point. The third team is the integration team, which is core, the you know, microservices integration team who takes care of uh, API development within the organization. Those team will now realize, yes, with the CDP platform in place, it is going to have a transformation. It's, it needs to interact or integrate with my uh, channels of experience, whether it is a content, whether it is a campaign, whether it is an analytics, what kind of APIs can I build? What kind of APIs can I interact with to pull and push the data into CDP? That's a third team within the four team bucket. The last team is your uh, uh, marketing insights team. When the communication is actually sent out to the to the public where the, uh, the marketing insight teams now draws the inferences across different data, they use the powerful CDP analytics engine to say, oh, this is the derived insight. This is the insight that we currently have. This is a delta. This is a use case that business wanted. Is there a drastic improvement with the CDP in place? What are the different journeys that are gaining popular? Which segments are gaining popular? That team provides insight. I mean, it's a four-team four cycle. The first team will come whenever during the contractual renewal happens. Again, the first team is the vendor team, IT leadership team. Second is the line of business marketing team. Third is the data mart, uh, data holder, data custodian team. Fourth is the APA integration team. Fifth is the marketing intelligence team. So how do you recommend businesses go about creating those goals for a CDP implementation or do you even recommend having set goals? The way we have and in the past and it had worked out is the first team, the line of business normally comes up with the use cases. Now, as part of the framework that I was talking earlier called the fast framework, we work with the business to identify the use cases. There is a discovery phase which we conduct and based upon the discovery phase, the use cases that the business provides, we then draw what is called value framework. From the use cases, we identify the key KPIs and performance metrics. Where it helps us, use cases are fine, but what is the current landscape? Now, if you recollect, there is a current state readiness that I was mentioning earlier. Now, when the business says, this is my use case, well, great, but in the current state, what is the significant uplift that you're gaining with existing landscape? Now, based on that, we then benchmark by saying, okay, if there is a 1% uplift in your current landscape with the CDP in place, we can probably expect two to three percentage uplift based upon certain insights and you know, general benchmarks that we have. Then we help work with all those other team members and say, now for this particular use case, three, four use cases, the first use case is of a higher significant impact to the bottom line and it has a higher propensity of conversion. Therefore, the second team data team, we don't need to inject all the data. You inject those data that is specific for use case one, then comes to the integration team, then comes to the insight team. So it's a process, not a, a process that is pivoted with the use case that business provides based upon the framework that we have built, which helps the other team members to prioritize what tasks that they need to do.
Great. And what are some of the common mistakes that companies make when implementing a CDP solution? Hmm. Two common mistakes that happens. One common mistake is they assume that CDP is another database, another ETL tool where I can just dump things and treat it like a database, which is a very common mistake. Yeah, which is profoundly uh, seen and in and conversations, it became sort of educational process. CDP is not a database. CDP is a platform and that's a difference. As database is a, a set of tables and schemas and you access it. CDP on the other hand has layers of, given it's a platform, it's a layers of architecture. One on the foundation being data lake and on top you have the data schemas that is specific to the CDP. And there are a bunch of services, whether it is a modeling service, profile unifying service, integration services. And finally, there is a delivery service. Now this is completely different from database. The part of the problem in that mistake happening quite frequently is if you look at the spectrum of team to your earlier question, the database team, the one that maintains the existing data as a custodian, their influence on data ingestion is very important. And they happen to look at CDP with the traditional approach of how they have been handling the database. It takes a lot of education um, and therefore the second mistake comes. Given CDP is a platform and not a database uh, in a traditional sense, you will have to look at the CDP in a different spectrum. The platform would have some limitations unlike a traditional you know, database. It doesn't have an ETL function inside it. It is not intended to do ETL, which is a common mistake. You need to clean the data. You need to make sure that the data is profound and sound. Because end of the day, you look at it, you're going to inject unsound or noiseful data. You're going to have a profile, unified profile giving incorrect information. That's why the, you know, the second problem comes in. When the second problem is don't inject junk data. Don't inject data that is full of noise try to reduce and do some sort of sanity check before you inject data into CDP. Given that it is expected to do real-time actions, there's a difference between 10 million incorrect junk records or not having anything because your query is going to be that much faster. You're going to get real-time insights rather than running uh, in a couple of seconds for a 10 queries. You're going to get that throughput quite faster. So two common mistakes, CDP is not a database. It's a platform. And the second one is, make sure that the data that you inject is as much as noise free as possible. One thing I want to ask you that I forgot to ask earlier was, um, do all modern CDPs not only have, in addition to you know being able to unify all the customer data from all these different customer interactions, but also being able to act on that data and trigger different events through other platforms. So whether it's integrated to a commerce platform or marketing automation platform, do all of them have the ability to also act on that data through those platforms and trigger events? So it's a very good question, right? And, and, and that's a very good question. Tying back to the plethora of CDP that is there in the market, which would eventually confuse you and I. So therefore, what uh, some of the leading CDP platform do and do well in order to stand out is exactly those channels of integration, which is the, the marketing automation, web content management, analytics of personalization, right? Let's take an example of Adobe or even uh, Action IQ. 
or even the Salesforce for that matter, or the Microsoft CRM Dynamics 365 for that matter. All these products have an inbuilt and integrated platform, uh, not products on the platform that helps do all those actions. When the data is curated and is available to the previous journey that we spoke, and the person clicking between auto, auto loan and his expiry date of insurance. Now, when, once the CDP says, hey, the priority and the propensity ranking is towards insurance renewal, I should be able to communicate. So bunch of these platforms that I was mentioning has an in native integration by which the CDP can push the assets as an email to the to the same person by saying, hey, your renewal is up is up on due, whether it is for SMS or an email, or when he logs into the to the platform uh, into the website, it then brings up the you know dynamic content that says your uh, insurance is due for two days. It depends upon the use case that the customer wanted. If the user happens to log into the Facebook, it also then brings up an ad that says, you know, non-PAI, but doesn't say your insurance is due, but at least brings about a point that says, hey, there is a, a there is a home insurance. Would you like? Would you, are you be interested in that? There's some sort of you know linear distribution, and in most cases, it is limited to only traditional channel channels. Some of those up CDP platforms where they stand out is those non-traditional channels, like say integration to the call center, integration to your kiosk, integration to your smartwatches. Some of those platform offers it. For example, your your uh, Adobe actually pretty much stands out on in the crowd, uh, being the leader, and there are a couple of other companies. For example, the Google does a pretty good job in terms of email, in terms of the search results, in terms of you know, pushing it onto the web content. And Microsoft Dynamics CRM does a pretty good CI insights when it comes to the fastest query that it can do. Yes, I mean, in a sense, you all have those bells and whistles. Great, thank you. Um, anything else you'd like to mention before we wrap up? Sure, so CDP is you know, rightly pointing out, pointed out earlier, it's not for everybody, but it is also good for somebody in a sense who, you know somebody has to determine that am i going to be left out three years from now is the investment worth the cost that i'm that i'm talking about that i'm going to lose in three months three years from now uh, what is the roadmap that that i should have you know i should be having now in order to achieve with without cdp uh, how is it going to help me how is it going to facilitate it's a conversation that most of the c-suites keep having where we recommend and then where we have seen is while it is easy to get carried away with the products, it is always important to reach out to the system integration partners such as us for we have the experience across all platforms, irrespective of particular vertical or a particular product vendor. The experience that we bring on table is, is neutral. It's uh, the judgment is based upon not about the vendor, but about the problem that business has. And there's a value benefit that we provide onto the table. And with that remark, I'm very, very happy for having this conversation. Great. Well, thank you so much, Naveen, for joining us. We appreciate it. For those of you listening, you can find any of our episodes anywhere else in the podcast. But until next time. Bye.